Welcome to our podcast series, Are You Gung Ho? Brought to you by who other than Gung Ho, of course. We're a creative communications agency focused on sports, fashion and lifestyle. So Gung Ho is a Mandarin phrase that translates as work together. It captures our spirit and our drive. We build communities through authentic communication. It's what we do best together. No drama, no egos. And we're proud to elevate brands and the people that make them. So we're all about sharing knowledge and creating community for the greater good and better future for all. So that's why we've created this series to inspire people through personal stories of change makers at the crossroads of sports, fashion and innovation. We hope it inspires you to take action too, whether that's for your life, career or your business. My name's Paul Feeden, the CEO of Gung Ho, and I'm lucky enough to be talking to some amazing people in this series. And for this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Ollie Royce. Ollie currently works as a design leader and brand builder. Ollie's experiences with the fastest growing brands in the fastest growing sectors as head of design at Gymshark, a director consumer sportswear brand, and more recently head of apparel at Fnatic, an esports gaming company. Ollie's focus is on building brands through strong foundations and meaningful difference. Sustainability is central to his practice, most recognised in his work with award-winning swimwear startup Stay Wild Swim. So that's really impressive, Ollie. But I know there's even a lot more to you um, than that. And that's actually really why I asked you to join, um, join us today, because I definitely categorize you as a change maker. And I've always been inspired by you since we first met at Speedo. Uh, I think pretty much accidentally, we kind of got into the same meeting and then we kind of like, we've really kind of like hit it off from there, which is great. But you're someone for me that is so in tune with design, with brands, with business, with education, with trends, content, and of course, style, photography, and uh, and I see you pretty much as an influencer, sorry to say that as well, but there you go. But that's a good thing. So that's why you're here, Ollie. Let's talk about that. So with no further ado, let's start, well, let's start with your journey. I mean, you've done a lot in your time already, I would say. I'm really interested to kind of get a bit of a snapshot of that journey and how you got to where you are today in, in essence kind of give us a bit of a, an insight into how this sort of all came about i think like very loosely um, my background's in design um, i've always been interested in the way objects look the way people use them and really like design for solving problems has been a really um, important part of my education and then started off into my career i've realized very early on that design was only one part of the whole puzzle right um, and uh, where clothing's concerned, we're really dependent on building brands and marketing and also the commercial side of running an effective business. So I worked really hard very early on to make sure that my design was balanced with commerciality and building propositions and getting customers really excited about what was coming to market and the various brands I worked for. And really, it's uh, one of those cases where something that really interests you and you love everything about and you're hungry to find more knowledge about you end up doing for a career i've been very fortunate to um have been able to balance that today and also continue with it as well yeah definitely i think that really comes across you can we know when we talk as well design is such a key sort of instrumental part of that but you definitely get the commercial side of that i think that's the sort of magic formula with you so you you've worked with some pretty amazing brands you know, obviously a client that we work with is Speedo and, and, and we mentioned that already. You've had an amazing experience, I, I should imagine, with Gymshark and now um, with Fnatic and helped other business. But how have these experiences shaped who you are today, would you say, Ollie? Oh, I think they've all, shaped, all, all the different brands have shaped me slightly differently. I think I'm a firm believer in 
where you go and where you spend your time like has a has a little impact on you and also like shapes a bit of your outlook or your approach to what you do for your work um i've been to your point very fortunate to work with a brand like speedo that has a ton of heritage and it's like okay how do we balance the heritage with the exciting bit and the direction and how do we get people excited about it um they also have very specific retail models wholesale orientated right which is the opposite end of gymshark which is 100 direct to consumer um so there i learned a lot of the value of the power of storytelling and um spending time and building products with your community so i think probably any time you spend time in a different brand you're sort of like you're shaped a bit like a, a clay a bit of clay on a pottery wheel right you get a little impact or a mark from your time there and i would say like every single bit of previous experience has shaped like where I'm going or moving forwards into now as well. So is that it was, there's sort of like a coming together of experiences. You mentioned pottery. I actually think you've done some of that as well, haven't you? That's another one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 You've got to try okay. everything once. Yeah. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. But I mean, that that's something I admire about you tremendously because, you know, you kind of really pick things up and want to kind of learn new things constantly, which I think is great. And Really, the experience you mentioned in terms of going from like a, what, a wholesale brand into a direct-to-consumer brand must have been in kind of really great in terms of knowledge base and understanding different models. You talk about design with purpose quite a lot. I know that's something that I think you call out, particularly even on your website and things. Expand on that so we can understand what you mean by that a little bit more. Yeah, I think probably if we look at it from a product lens or a physical product lens, I think some really ugly examples in the past of where um, the design or the product function team have created a product and then just lobbed it over the fence to the marketing team and asked them to dress it up or make it exciting or generate a story around it right and i think the consumer landscape and us us in the way we buy we've got a lot savvier about what we want what the brand stands for and what the product stands for appeals to us or why the product exists like is it doing something is it one of a thousand options or is it genuinely new and useful and adds value and quality to our lives and i think that shift in consumer expectation has changed the way brands and design teams are creating products right where marketing and the consumer facing parts of a business are actively involved in creating the products as well so that by the time it gets to market it really makes sense as to what is there for why it exists and what purpose it has it could be that its purpose is to reduce the environmental impact of footwear for example um, it could be that its purpose is to improve your life quality with cleaner air so i think like my thing really has been about doubling down and focusing on that because I think more purposeful product generally creates a better society for all of us and I think that's what consumers expect now as well I would totally agree and I think yeah purposeful is purposeful product is a great way to describe it can you call out any brands where ones that you haven't worked with by the way there where um you really feel they get that and are delivering that yeah there's some really like big and famous examples i think um patagonia for example is a great example of it like they're actively turning around and saying can you buy less of our clothes which obviously flies in the face of consumerism right and the idea that we, you just need to buy more they're turning around and saying buy less of our stuff or we'll repair it for you and i think that approach to extending the life of a garment and getting quality clothes that last for a long period of time um, is a really great um, lead for the industry and, and the other product brands and you know it's like when one brand comes out and makes that statement or the other brands turn around and say okay we need to behave more like this or we need to do more of that and yeah, you definitely see that coming through, don't you? Something which I would imagine to you, for you to do your job, and I've seen you do this actually, so I know you do it, but um, 
is collaboration and connection. You know, you talked about, you know, a purposeful product and obviously there's a lot of people that need to bring that together and they need to collaborate. What, what would you say is, uh, you know, an example of how you do that? I think uh, understanding that, like if we talk about a product coming to market or a new idea, I think it's actually having like all the people that are eventually going to encounter that product at some point in in the life cycle or the route to market, like it might be the marketing team, it might be the PR agency you're using, is really recognizing them as people that should be involved from the very start and all the way through the process, right? And I would like actively go into businesses now and say like, let's get everyone in the room to agree on why this product exists, how we're going to talk about it when it's in market, what things definitely need to be in the design. And it means that like when the PR agency pick that piece up or get hold of this exciting product to activate, they already know what's happening. They know why it exists. They already know how they're going to talk about it and who, um, whose hands it should be in. And I think like when you work that way, particularly a really good example is um, a collaboration we did with Speedo and, and Henry Holland, which is now in market. We were all in the room at the same time, making this proposition really exciting and really impactful. And like you were in the room as well, as you know, um, and that just made it so much easier to bring to market and get people excited about. And it felt really authentic and credible as well. It wasn't just packaged. It was like, this is great for Speedo. This is great for Henry Holland. And this is also a great value for the consumers too. So. Uh, the best example is getting everyone involved all the way through the process, not just handing it over like a, a staggered or staged relay. Yeah, sort of the six, not a sequential process, but kind of, as you say, collaboratively. I think, and that was a great example. I think, you know, we, we made something happen as a result of that, which is, which is great. So in terms of thinking ahead, do you feel there are any sort of key future trends that you're looking at at the moment that you think will make a big impact? I mean, what sort of what always comes to the fore when you're thinking about wanting to work with a brand or where you want to take it or, or what you could do? What are you kind of what's the lens that you're looking through or in terms of the future? I would say that for a while, sustainability as a topic was quite trendy. It was like, okay, like this is a buzzword, like we can talk about how we're doing it. I think probably now if you're starting a brand or oh, how I see my involvement with the brand is to just regard that as a hygiene factor, like something that just needs to be happening, it needs to be done. And it needs to be there if people ask questions or look for it, right? You just want to be um, getting after it. And I think understanding products role in sustainability which isn't the only pillar obviously sustainability is such a broad subject that can involve your supply chain or your footprint of your offices or even your your web pages carbon output or carbon footprint for your web page right it's really extensive and expansive so i think that's obviously a key pillar and it would be a miss not to mention it and then i'm obviously a bit biased at the moment because i'm really excited by gaming and esports and that speaks to my involvement with Fnatic at the moment. Obviously, it's a massive industry. It's growing for the first time. It's going to be at the Olympics in a, in some representation where people can compete in games, which is really disruptive and really new, right? In terms of community and involvement and fans, like you, they're, they're so fierce and so loyal and so interested and so engaged. How we bring together like the digital world and the physical product and apparel world, like, there's so much opportunity there. Um, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I definitely need to learn a bit more about that world. Uh, <laughs> me too. Uh, once you grasp it, please let me know, yeah? Sure, yeah, we'll have okay. a download. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Ollie, you know, we've talked about design, we've talked about brands. Obviously, you know, that's kind of your day-to-day -day and your approach to that. And you have a real kind of, um, I say a real kind of 
business sense, a commercial sense to everything as well. But there's a lot more to you, as we know. I mean, I know you're actively involved in education. We'll touch on that in a moment. You definitely kind of understand trends, but you really understand content as well. And that's something that you do. You work with brands to do that. So I'd love to kind of get an idea of how you do that, why you do that, you know, and, and working around that. And also added to that then is the question really, is side hustle just a normal thing now? Big questions, those. Let's get to let's get to the content one first. I think uh, my pain is like see like from a design background, right? Is seeing a product go online and just sit there and like no one's talking about it, like no one's getting anyone excited about it. And like Gymshark proved that like content as a tool is a really great way of effectively like bringing product to market and getting people excited and communicating the benefits of the product as well. So naturally, I ended up, or I have taken the approach of sort of producing my own content, talking about personal brands and product. And I, and like being a designer at heart, I absolutely love and enjoy just talking about the details, getting stuck into like this type of yarn, this type of cotton, or this type of trainer silhouette. Um, and it's been reflected in like a hunger or thirst for like that knowledge as well. Like obviously, the YouTube channel that I've been doing around the same thing has grown. So I think the content piece is just a really effective storytelling tool and it is effective way of communicating details of your product and enriching what is like otherwise a product landing on an e-com page and hoping to get people excited about it right so it's really a necessary part and i think naturally i've ended up doing that on the side or at the weekend or whatever in the evenings you know whenever you can find the time and speaking of which side hustles <laughs> i think i think like side hustles are the future i think in lockdown we saw a ton of people starting businesses and that return to like craft and I've got a candle for you and I have some incense in return or whatever. And I think there's a bit of a catching up for employers being able to like support and enable that because most contracts obviously forbid you from having like uh, another business or something on the side. Um, I'd love to see a balance of that in the future where an employer understands that in order to retain great talent, you also need to support the individual's interests or doing things that they love and they, they might sell a bit, but it's not really competition. And um, it means like, generally people are happier making stuff I think like me on a pottery wheel <laughs> exactly I mean it's interesting because you mentioned that kind of uh, approach has really come out of even more so I guess it's accelerated over the last year again the impact of the pandemic what has that changed or did change if anything for you at all I think quite a few people had this like self-realization bit which was like where do I want to be? How do I want to spend my time? Like, what what do I want to do with my time? Like, what does my week look like? And a lot of soul searching questions that happened in that time. And equally, for I did similar thing. I do it regularly anyway. I think it's really important that people do that. As you know, I have a whiteboard where I I do regular soul searching. Um, but like having reviewed like my past year, I was like, well, where do I want to be, and how do I want to spend my time? And I made some adjustments like being deliberately outdoors more, like going for walks. And we saw a lot of people getting out into nature and reconnecting with the environment, which is only good from a sustainability thing as well. And then uh, I also picked up a few projects. So as you know, I started a YouTube channel because I just wanted to talk. I had a lot to say, <laughs> nowhere to say it. And Instagram was limiting from the workout. So I started a YouTube channel to talk about purposeful brands and products. That was exciting. And then uh, spent quite a bit of time in education as well. Because I think part of lockdown and COVID was um, look at things like we're returning value or like rewarding or time spent in a positive way and education for me is really one of those things where you're talking about ideas with new talent or, or, or future change makers and that kind of stuff so I really love that 
Yeah, you, you, we, took, we touched on it earlier as well, but I think, you know, you, I often hear you talking about education, but you are actually helping, you are educating students, aren't you, I believe, as well? How are you doing that exactly? <laughs> Just spending a lot of time at um, universities and with some charities. I think uh, there's a lot of um, expert write-ups on a lot of social problems that we have, and a lot of them, the general consensus is that a lot of them stem from education, right? Um, or like lack of education or the ability to educate more. Um, and also education can be a real barrier to a diverse workplace or inclusion. So I think like educational around as a topic is massive and everyone should be constantly educating and learning. And we had multiple opportunities to do that this year. Um, and my time spent in education really is just helping people understand the nature of the workplace, like what the business world looks like, how to get your first bit of experience. That's actually a really rewarding part of the design and fashion industry, right? It's like actually um, about people's futures and their positive steps into the workplace. So um, I try to spend as much time there as possible when I can. So yeah, hopefully more, more than the future. It's very rewarding. I agree with you. Do you have any advice for people who potentially want to maybe follow a similar career to you? What, we, what would your advice be? I would say that, <laughs> I've been asked this a few times actually, um, so sorry if it sounds a bit scripted, but I would say that um, the world's built on people, right? Like people employ other people and the phrase of like, it's who you know, is an ugly phrase, but I would see it as a positive opportunity to meet loads of people, talk to people on LinkedIn about what they're doing, like what they're day looks like and actually establish like how you want to spend your time at work like finding out how people are spending their time at work can inform how you would like to spend your time at work right so I would say like and I had no idea until later on just how valuable this was but like meeting lots of people networking building communities establishing communities um, is really like the first tool or like the first essential step towards like getting your first bit of experience or getting your first job or observing something great happening or being part of an emerging community. A ton of people at Fnatic entered as like interns or people just interested in gaming and now they're in charge of the supply chain or because that's how they wanted to spend their time and their career to develop. So people, people, people and people first, really. And I think you agree with that principle as well, right? I totally do. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and it's good to hear that. You're good at everything you do, I'd say, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> That's very kind of you. I'm one, one of those. Street, yeah. You're one of those types. Yeah, but you know, no, you really are. But I think this is not meant to be a negative question, honestly. But what are you not good at? I'd be really intrigued to know. What do you be, What do you feel you're not good at? Okay, I um, there's plenty I'm not good at. I think like some things that come to mind instantly is probably biting off more than I can chew. Like I really respect and admire people that um, are laser focused on a couple of big ideas or big projects and they always come off better off because they've doubled down on them and focused on them and I really love that and I'm not very good at that so I need to be stricter with myself. I also do a lot of emotional decision making so like something that I love like I just got a really impractical car which is terrible MPG like <laughs> and my insurance is through the roof but um, it's something that I love and enjoy doing so I'm not good at um, always like emotionally balancing my decisions and uh, that's two that's two things I'm not giving any more negative stuff away yeah. Uh, no, that's fair enough. You give me. I think. I think. I think the car was a decent decision, to be fair. But anyway, that. <laughs> okay. Are you someone that actually asks? I mean, I actually know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, are you someone who asks for help? Yeah. Yes. Would you have said yes? Uh. Yeah. Actually, I. I well, I would have said yes. Um, There's always a caveat to that, right? No, no. I would have said yes, 
but also I, it was validated by something I saw you put on social, which you actually did ask for help. So yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it in writing as well. <laughs> yeah, I got a like, really good bit of advice. And uh, actually, even like Virgil Abloh from Off White will say the same. It's like get as many mentors as possible. That advice and like guidance on like your journey through the world, like how things work, how you should approach situations. Like I've benefited from loads of incredible bosses and mentors and like being open to help and recognizing that more people involved and more minds is better than one, for example, I think is a really important behavior and, and quality. So you, you always forget, right? You always forget. You're like, actually, I should slow down and just ask for some help. Like sometimes you take too much on, but so people around you that remind you like, why don't you just, why don't you just ask for some help? And that was that post you saw the other night. I was trying to do this whole thing myself. And I was like, why don't I just ask for some help? <laughs> and I got a really good, re- I got a really good response in it. It there you showed, go. Showed, showed why I should do it more often. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, that leads me on then to actually uh, one of the one of the things that you were asking about, and I know um, it's something you're looking at, which is building this online brand building course. So, tell us more. What are you up to? Well, I'd spend a bit of time with various sized brands, um, like building them from like not trading at all or not having a product at all to doing really well and growing really well. And I was sort of like cutting my teeth and sort of testing myself to say like, is this advice useful? Is it valuable? Does it result in a business that's effective or makes sense? And I was looking at my week and part of this this check right on my whiteboard of like how am I spending my time? I quickly realized that I was limited to five days a week or seven if you work at the weekend, right? I just thought I'm so limited in time to be able to like go around and spend time helping and working with people on their businesses and making them grow better or improving their foundations or improving the product, whatever, whatever the, the part is that needs fixing or building. Um, I figured a really good way to help more people more often or work with more, pe- more people more often um, is to build an online course that's super collaborative. We get people involved. There's a load of like voice calls in it and stuff to con- to check in and review the business and, and do a health check, that kind of thing. So I firmly believe in building really effective businesses that can thrive and grow and be profitable. And the reason for doing the online course is to be able to just do more of that for more people. Because if it was just me going around five days a week, I, I've, I, and I have run out of time. So, <laughs> I mean, I wish you all the best with that. It sounds like a great idea, and, and I'm, I'm convinced you'll be you'll do a great job of that. Which actually answered my next question, which is what's next for you. But you pretty much answered that. Which well, sounds, you know, a, a perfect um, recipe for you. So, if you could decide what your legacy would be, what would it be, Ollie? This is so random, actually, and I already know the answer because I was talking to my family about it and I was, I think I was in Bath and I was in like a public um, garden, like park, that had been like benefited by a guy that had made his millions from owning the postal service before the Royal Mail, right? He was just like this, this, this guy that made loads of millions putting mail around the country um, in the Victorian era. And he decided with his money, he was going to create a park and a space for everyone to walk around, congregate and spend time in, right? And I was actually thinking like, if I was going to have a legacy, what would it be? So I already answered this question for myself, but what I really want to do is to buy a massive bit of land somewhere and just make it an open park for people to wander. And like, what I love about this park or parks in general and, and spaces to walk and roam is it just brings everyone together, like a real mix of people. Like it doesn't matter what background you're from, what job you're doing, whether you're upper class, middle class, or you believe in the class system at all. It's this space where people can come and enjoy it and walk around and roam and mingle and say hello to each other. And I think in a in a society that's divided more than ever, creating that space for people to come together is, is a definite 
legacy. And uh, that's what I want to do. And at some point, I'm going to ask for help doing it. So <laughs> I'm just trying to find just trying to find the right time. But we need we need more public spaces than ever as well. So um, it speaks to having a better society and improving the environment for all of us. Yeah. And I think that loops us straight back into community, which we talked about so nicely. And I'm not surprised at all that you thought about your legacy, by the way. And, <laughs> it's a bit um, bold, isn't it? <laughs> it's a really nice one, to be fair, Ollie. And I think that's a really nice way to sort of um, conclude this podcast with you. Just to remind everybody, you've been listening to the podcast, Are You Gung Ho? with Ollie Royce. And a big thank you to you, Ollie. In my opinion, you are gung ho. Absolutely. Thank you. Fantastic. It's an honour. You're welcome. And thank you. And if you'd like to hear more from Ollie and have a look what he's up to, please visit his website, oroyce.co.uk. I think I've got that right, Ollie. Yeah, And if you want to hear more about Gung Ho as well, um, you can visit our website, gungho.co.com. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please look out for the next one. Stay tuned and stay well. And thank you for listening and see you on the next one.